Hi, welcome to the Audacious Path Podcast. My name is Daniela, and you are listening to the one and only podcast that is specifically aimed at adventure creatives just like you and me. And I'm super excited about today's episode because we're going to talk about ChatGPT and how it is saving me heaps of time, how it's helping me get through big creative blocks, and also how it's helping me connect deeper with my audience. So we are going to explore six main ways that we can use ChatGPT to ease the flow of making your channel all the way through to publishing a video. So first and foremost, we're going to explore the design of your channel. How do you choose the various elements that attract an audience as fast as possible? From there, we're going to explore how we can come up with many different video topics that are on point and make sure that we don't deviate from what the focus of our channel is and ChatGPT can produce heaps of ideas. Then we're gonna pick a specific video topic and we're actually gonna go through and script the video. From there, we're gonna have use ChatGPT to choose the specific shots that we should take. Then we're gonna get some editing tricks from ChatGPT and then we're gonna go through to publishing, thumbnail, title, and I'll show you how to use ChatGPT to make all of that as smooth and as easy and compelling as possible. And at the end, I'm gonna give you some bonus tips about how you can maximize your use. I would love to hear what you think of this episode as you listen through. So you can tag me on Facebook or Instagram or send me a DM at The Audacious Path. And uh, yeah, let's get to it. All right, I'm going to start out with explaining what ChatGPT is for the people who potentially don't fully understand what it is. So first and foremost, it's AI, it's artificial intelligence, which means as you ask questions within ChatGPT, it's learning what you're asking about and it's gonna make the answers better and better and better specifically to you as it goes along. The way I think about it is like a friend who's been able to go on the internet and absorb every single piece of information. And as you ask that friend questions, that friend is able to tailor those answers specifically to what you're asking because they know you, they know what's going on, they know what questions you're asking. I hope that makes sense. So now that we know what ChatGPT is, we're actually gonna go online and have a look at it. So you're gonna wanna go to chat.openai.com forward slash chat. And that's where we're gonna be interacting. And if you're listening to the um, audio version of this, I will try to make sure I vocalize everything so you can understand what I'm doing, but there will also be a visual video of it if you wanna kind of follow along. So the first question we have to ask is what are we doing? What are we creating? And in this case, I'm gonna create a sailing YouTube channel because I know sailing and you should always do a topic that you know something about because ChatGPT is not perfect. So you're gonna to have to fill in some of those gaps with your own knowledge. And the very first question that I asked ChatGPT was, are there any gaps in the YouTube sailing community? And it was really interesting what it came up with. Some of the answers include anything that is niche specific. So things around like sailing with pets or being like eco-friendly. The second thing it said was anything around language diversity. Most channels tend to be in English. So if you speak another language and you do your channel in another language, there's huge potential there. Specifically, it says in Mandarin, French or Spanish. And I'll end with just one last one, anything that is women centric. And you would have seen my last interview I did with Wind Hippie. She said that's one of the reasons that she became really popular is because she was one of the first females that was solo sailing. So being that first female solo sailor kind of set her up to progress as fast as possible. And that's a really good place to look. See if you can find a niche that you can fill because there's a lot of competition out there. So then I went back into ChatGPT and what I did is I listed all of the specific skills that I personally have and I said to ChatGPT, which of the following skills would be the best to focus on to grow my channel as fast as possible. And what that did is 
ChatGPT knows that I'm trying to find a niche and now it knows my skills. So it came back and said, hey, some of these would work, some of these wouldn't work. And the ones that stuck out to me, it said anything related to cooking and being able to show your strong cooking skills or unique culinary perspective. It also said anything related to art. And then it said, do not do anything related to project management, which is one of the skills that I put in. There's a couple other answers, but basically it was able to provide me an answer of what makes sense amongst all of the internet information and tell me where I should focus my attention. So I'm going to focus my attention on art because that's kind of a new topic for me. And we're going to see if we can create a YouTube sailing channel that is specifically focused on art. Now, this next question that I asked ChatGPT is where you start to learn that you need to ask and frame questions in a specific way to get the answers that you require. So the original question that I asked ChatGPT is, I want to focus on art as I sail. How would I structure my channel to attract an audience interested in art and sailing? The problem was ChatGPT came back to me with a list of ideas if I were an artist myself, but I'm not an artist. So I had to go back and clarify, which is something that you often have to do with ChatGPT. You should be aware of that. I said, how could I focus on art while I'm sailing and traveling, but I'm not an artist myself. And it came back with a whole list of really, really interesting ideas that I could go with. Things like partnering with local artists or going visiting an art, local art centers. But I was curious, what kind of audience would this attract? Would it attract an audience that I am personally interested in? And again, I asked it, what type of audience would this attract? But it was really focused on the adventure side of it. And I kind of wanted to focus on the art side of it because I'm trying to niche down. Sailing is so saturated right now. So the more you can niche down and make that the focus, the larger the audience can be. Sailing is a it's a small market. There's what the biggest sailing channel out there has only got 1.5 or 1.6 million subscribers. Whereas you get into that travel space and you can get 200 million subscribers. So I wanted to know what were the demographics of this audience? Because what I was curious about is would it be like the typical, you know, older white, you know, higher income sailor that you're I'm used to? or would there be a different audience? And again, I had to go through and ask clarifying questions. The first question I actually asked is, what's the demographic of this audience? And it came back with a really general answer. So what I did is I inputted my personal information. I said, I'm a 33 year old bisexual woman from the United States, but living in New Zealand with a master's degree in humanitarian assistance. Can you regenerate the last response to think about what type of audience I specifically would attract? And that's where it came back with a much clearer answer. It came back with something that resonated with me. It felt like that was an audience that I might attract. And again, I asked it to say, what are the demographics of the audience? How old are they? Had it, I had to keep asking, to be honest, it, it, just how old were they? What was the gender? Stuff like that. Really specific asking questions. And it came back and said that I would probably attract people between 20s to 40s which is really interesting to me because like I said, the sailing audience tends to be older. So doing something like this where you're niching down is really a great opportunity to try to attract a broader audience than the sailing audience if you wanna make the audience potential wider. Does that make sense? And then I went on to ask ChatGPT, what would be the best way to eventually make money from this audience? Now I just wanna pause here and make two clarifying statements. First and foremost, one of the things I will preach about on my, my newsletter and this podcast is around the idea that 
You need to know where you're going with your audience so that you can know how to lead them there. I've seen so many cases where people are just making like random videos of I went here and then I went here and I saw a pig in the Bahamas and then I ate this food over here in Barbados and they have no idea where they're trying to take their channel. They sometimes will create a patron, but even then it's like, well, what benefit are you offering on your patron? Then their patron never grow. And then they just have to stop doing it because they can't support themselves anymore. So thinking about where you want to lead your audience as soon as possible when you create your channel is the best way to make sure that you lead your audience there. The second point I'd like to say is, you do not want to think about things from a point of view of I'm trying to make money off of them. I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive, but you want to think about how you can best serve your audience. What's the best value you can provide your audience? Let's say, for example, that you want to create a patron page. Well, you're not creating a patron page just to support yourself. You're creating a patron page to inspire your audience a little more, to have a one-on-one -on -one kind of conversations with them so that you can tell them about what it's like to have this selling lifestyle. You really want to think about it from a service mindset and you need to internalize that and not think about the money because your audience, no offense and everything, they can read right through your BS. They can read right through the fact that you're just thinking about money. So if you're not thinking about it from a service mindset, well, people aren't going to want to support you. So I'll be honest, uh, ChatGPT did not come up with a really good list of options for me. They were really general. Um, but the next question I asked is which option would make the most sense for my channel? And that's where I'm going to remind you that ChatGPT is taking all of the information from the internet and then it's taking all of the answers that it's given you so far and it's basically deciding what would most apply to the information you've given me. So it came up with a list of answers that were probably a little more relevant to me. I didn't think it was great answers, but it was a really good start. You just have to probably put a little more work into thinking about how you're going to monetize. ChatGPT can't give you all those answers. There's limitations. It's okay. So we have our channel idea, we have our channel audience, we have an idea of how we're going to attract your channel audience. Now it's time to put the channel together. So I said, hey, ChatGPT, can you write me a channel description? And it came back with this lovely, very long channel description, which again, clarifying questions. I said, hey, ChatGPT, can you make it shorter for me? And it came back with a much better option. Sometimes you have to ask clarifying questions. Have I mentioned that? <laughs> So in your own time, you can go on and design the rest of your channel, picking a logo. It can say, should I use a picture or should I create a logo? If I create a logo, what elements should I include? You can go through and do that process and just keep clarifying. But we're going to move on to how to generate video topic ideas. Just reminding you that it's got all of the information that it needs to create these ideas already. So I just start out with a basic, what are some video topic ideas for this channel? Now, you're going to want to make sure you always read the answers because I've said this before. It doesn't always give the best answers. You have to keep clarifying. And I read mine and I immediately moved on and I said, well, which idea would logically make sense to start with? And then it gave me this whole story. And I was like, wait, 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 I should pause and actually read this before I move on with my next question. And I realized that every single idea that it gave me involved me actually doing art, which I might have said already. I'm not an artist, so I'm not really sure what happened there, ChatGPT. You can do better. You're a computer. You're way smarter than me. Maybe I'm smarter than it. Anyways, moving on. So then I said, can you regenerate the video topic ideas that don't involve me doing any art? And this is where it came back with a lot better ideas. 
I said to ChatGPT, well, which idea would make sense to start with, right? One of the things that I will talk about eventually on this channel is how you want your story to progress. And so I was trying to figure out, well, where should I start? And you can even ask ChatGPT, well, what would be the next five video ideas I should do that would be related to this video? So the answer ChatGPT gave me was something like the artistic destinations, exploring sailing communities and artistic hubs. And it gave me its reasoning for why it thought this would be a good first video, which is really interesting because you could actually go back if you wanted to and have a conversation about, okay, well, maybe this isn't the best idea to go with at first. Here are my reasons why. What do you think ChatGPT? I was curious though. It suggested a first video that I should start with, but what would be the largest audience appeal which topic would attract the largest audience appeal? And it actually came back to me with a different answer. So again, you wanna ask questions, don't just assume that ChatGPT knows what's best. You wanna keep thinking about this from different angles before you decide how to move on. One thing I wanted to know is what parts of my videos would be the most interesting for the audience that I had described to ChatGPT. So I asked it, what will my, mod what will my audience be most interested in seeing? And it was really actually good. And this is a clarifying question that I actually went back and asked for my own personal channel because it basically told me like, what should I make sure I always include in every video? And it had things like authentic sailing experiences, artistic processes and techniques, travel and cultural exploration, and so on and so on. This is a great way to get an idea about what you need to make sure you include in every video because sometimes it's not always obvious to us, right? Like we're like, oh, should I include the sale change again? Like, I don't know, like, would they be interested in that? Well, apparently yes. But again, I had to ask a clarifying question. I said, hey, can you regenerate that response but focus more on the art side? And that's where it came back and gave me a list of questions that I should focus on if I'm trying to explore art because this is a little bit of a new channel idea to me, right? I didn't know exactly what people would be interested in. And then I actually went back and I said, what are some elements I should include in every video to ensure I am attracting the audience interested in this specific topic? Now there I was being very clear about what I wanted. I wanted people interested in this specific topic. If you're enjoying this podcast episode, then I highly recommend that you also sign up for my newsletter where every two weeks I share tips and tricks for how to start, how to grow, and how to monetize your adventure creator business in seven minutes or less. Now my philosophy behind both this channel and my newsletter is based on four things. There are so many creators out there who just blow up out of nowhere and then they randomly extrapolate reasons for why their channel grew and then they preach them to people. People believe them, but they actually don't apply because they've never been tested. Secondly, there are so many different ways to grow depending on how big your channel is and nobody's talking about that. I'm gonna grow at a slower and different rate than a channel that has a million subscribers. Their lessons don't necessarily apply to me. And the third thing, of course, is that a lot of the lessons people are preaching don't apply to the adventure space. My channel is specifically focused on adventure creators and I'm talking to other adventure creators who have experience in this business. And the third thing is, is that most creators in the adventure space are only monetizing through affiliate links, through Patreon, through sponsorships, and there's a more sustainable way to make money. These three things require constant input, constant time, but you don't want to constantly be working. You want to be out there exploring the world. That's why we're doing this in the first place, right? There is a better way. And so what I'm trying to do is share experiments, share research, share interviews with you so that you can grow as fast as possible and you can get out there living life to the fullest. Enjoy the rest of the episode.
One question that I asked that is really worth noting is I said to ChatGPT, would it be better to structure this channel as a vlog or education? I think I've mentioned in one of my newsletter that there's three categories that you can always fit into, and that is entertainment, edutainment, and educate, education. And you always wanna make sure that you stay within your circle or your bubble, because if you move out of that circle, you're no longer providing a consistent experience to your audience. If they come to your channel and you're always funny and really entertaining, then you always need to be funny and entertaining because that's what you've told your audience to expect. If you're always providing educational boats about how to weld your boat together, and suddenly you become an entertainment channel, well, suddenly you have all of this audience that you have built up that are no longer interested in the new topic and they're not gonna stick around for the new videos. So you stay within your bucket. And this one actually recommended staying within the middle bucket. It said that I could provide some entertainment with that, but ultimately I'll be educating on the sailing and the art side of things. All right, so I got a lot of information about how I wanna design my channel. I've come up with a ton of topic ideas. I've gotten a better understanding of what I should include in each and every video, but now it's time for me to focus on a specific script that I'm gonna create. And I took one of the topic ideas it recommended, artistic destinations, exploring sailing communities and artistic hubs. And I said, hey, can you generate a script for this video? Now, as soon as I went through and I put that topic idea in, I realized that it wasn't very specific to where I was. So again, I had to provide some very personal information. And I said to it, I'm sailing from Auckland to Great Barrier Island. When I get there, I'm going to visit a remote art store where they do paintings in clay. Can you generate a compelling story around this topic? The problem was that it came back to me like a script and it just didn't feel right. So what I did is I went back and I said, hey, can you write it more like a story? What I typically do at this point is I go through my own storyboard, which you can actually access if you refer people my newsletter. Um, I've got a bunch of storyboards that I've created and it's a great way to understand how to put a story together using both ChatGPT and really well-used structures out there. But I went through and I took the script that it provided me and the story it provided me and then I took my own personal story and I kind of merged them together. I know that sounds complicated, but it's actually way easier than what you think. There are like specific paragraphs within the story that it provided me that were clear, clearly introduction or clearly like a rising action or clearly an inciting incident. And it was really clear where things should fit. And I already knew kind of what my story was. So all I did is I took them and I took three paragraphs and I mushed them together. It takes a little bit of time. I'm sure you could actually go back into ChatGPT and ask them to merge the stories as well. But I actually wanted to spend some time thinking about this point because I wanted to personalize it. And that's something that I would say is go always go back and personalize things because you don't want to sound like a computer. And it's ultimately your personality that's going to make people keep coming back to your channel. When I went through and read the story, and I was actually going through and doing that process, I realized that it asked me to talk to local artists, but it didn't specifically say what I should ask them or how I should talk to them. So I went back to ChatGPT and I said, if I were to talk to artists on Great Bear Island, what would be some questions that I could ask them that would contribute to this story? And it came back with a really great list of questions that actually really helped me conceptualize the whole story better. And I'm actually really excited about potentially doing this video one day. <laughs> Once I had a script that was done that I was happy with, I actually went through and put the script back into ChatGPT and I said, can you provide a video shot list for the story? 
Now, this is one of the things that I have found to be the most helpful. I really appreciate where it gives me shot list because it saves me heaps of time to, when I'm out there, I don't have to think about what I need to video. I've got the list already ready to go. And again, you can ask like clarifying questions like the boat's gonna move a lot or there's not gonna be a lot of light or it's gonna be at night. What would you recommend as a shot list? And you can clarify more and more. I want to leave you with one last point before I move on to editing. And that is that you should truly understand the emotions of your story before you start shooting it. Because the emotions are the number one thing you should always be thinking about before you put any YouTube video online. And if you don't believe me, go read Walter Murch's book, In the Blink of an Eye. He's the editor for The Godfather, I believe. And he talks about how emotions should be 51% of your edit. So in order to get an understanding of my story just a little bit more, I went back and asked ChatGPT, what's the emotion behind the story? What's the most interesting part of this video for my audience? What's the climax of the story? Is there a call to action I can leave my audience with? These clarifying questions will give me a better feeling and understanding for what I'm trying to get out of this video, what I'm trying to give my audience, and it will make me a better, better at filming when I actually get out there with my camera. All right. Editing, the fun part where you sit at your computer for nine plus hours and your back starts to ache. Yay! <laughs> but ChatGPT can help you. It can make it a smoother process. So the question I asked ChatGPT is, what will be some important things to consider as I edit this? And it gave me a list of really general answers, if I'm completely honest, but it is something that if you're new to editing, it would be a good answer, but I've been editing for three years. So for me personally, the question I was asking ChatGPT is what should I specifically be thinking about for this specific story? Not just generally speaking. Some of the answers that it came back with were useful, but I would still say overall, it wasn't very good. So some questions that I would ask if I were you is what should be the pacing of this edit? Pacing is extremely important when it comes to videos, by the way. I just wanna throw it out there. If you don't understand pacing, you should be doing a ton of research. And this is something that once I understood what pacing is, my videos have become heaps better. And actually went through and it talked about like, for example, in the beginning, it should be moderately placed introduction that sets the scene and introduces the main characters. But as I'm approaching the artistic center that I'm going to, it said I should up the pace because I'm getting excited because I've been building up to this point and I'm like so excited to see the, all of the art that they're creating. So it tells you about the energy. And as a result, when I'm filming, I can actually like think about that and be like, oh, okay, I should be excited now because I'm ready to see this. Let's, let's, put a little smile on, let's like pump my shoulders up, you know? So think about this editing stuff in advance of the actual cut can actually help the filming as well. All right, the video is edited. Now it is time to put the video online for your viewers. And the question that I asked ChatGPT was, what are 10 potential titles for this video? And it gave me a list of 10 pretty good ideas. But what I was wondering is which one would be the most compelling for my audience? Once I had a title chosen, the next question was, what would be a good thumbnail for this video? And I asked it for 10 potential ideas. Ask for a lot of ideas, not just one, because sometimes ChatGPT is wrong. And this was epic because I am so bad at thinking about taking photos when I'm out there actually doing things. But once I had looked through this list, I was like, oh, I like that one right there. So I'll make 
make sure I get that shot. And then it was in my head when I was out there or when I'm gonna go out and do this video and I'll make sure I don't forget it. Once you have the title and thumbnail, the next question of course is what are some potential tags or keywords that I should use for this video? And I think I'm probably gonna at some point have to do a whole nother video on how to use keywords, but those should be in the description of the video so that this video can be found but you can actually ask ChatGPT that. Write me a description for this video that includes keywords that will attract the audience I desire. Boom, done. But of course, ChatGPT does not understand the restrictions of characters within YouTube. So, hey, ChatGPT, can you make it shorter? I actually had to ask this several times. I was like, hey, can you make it shorter? Can you make it shorter? Can you make it shorter? Sometimes you have to do that because ChatGPT doesn't know specifically what you're working with. Your video is done. It's ready to go. It's uploaded. It's ready to publish. But for some of us, we actually go on and we promote the video. I've actually stopped promoting videos at this point because I find it to be, it doesn't bring in as many as the YouTube recommendations. But early on in YouTube journey, it's actually worth your time because that's the best way to build an audience as fast as possible. So I went to ChatGPT because this is a new channel for me, right? And I said, where should I promote this video to reach the audience that will watch this video the longest? That's important. You don't want to just promote this video anywhere. You want people to actually watch the video all the way through because hopefully by now you understand the YouTube algorithm and you need to have people watching the video as long as possible for it to be pushed to a wider audience. Now, just some extra bonus things to think about. Once I had the video published, I was curious what would be a good video topic to follow up this video with. Now it took the assumption that I'm still on Great Barrier and it went and gave me some video topics. Sometimes you might need to add in more information. What will be a good next video to follow up with? And I'm going to this new location or and this broke on my boat or and someone is sick. And then it will be able to give you something that is more specific to you in your channel. Make sure you manage your expectations while you're using ChatGPT. It's an incredible resource for helping you get through mental blocks and help you start your creative process. I have found it to just incredibly reduce the load of, you know, just going through the whole planning process but you do want to manage your expectations. It's not, you know, it doesn't have answers to everything. It can't personalize things. It doesn't understand the gaps. It doesn't understand what you're working with. It doesn't understand the history of your channel if it's been around a while. So just make sure you manage your expectations and also always, always, always personalize personalize and make sure your personality shows through. Some of these scripts I read have been so boring, but if I enter in some kind of like quirky joke or, you know, a dad joke, cause I love dad jokes. I don't have any at the top of my head right now. I'm really sorry. Oh, I could ask chat GPT one second. Why did the sailboat's painting win an award? Because it had impeccable brush strokes on the water. I don't get it. <laughs> I really don't. And one thing that I would say is if you're intimidated by ChatGPT and you don't really know how to use it, just go on and just start asking it random questions. It doesn't have to be specifically about your channel. Just start talking to it. And one thing to note is that if you do start a chat with ChatGPT, say about your sailing channel, and then suddenly one day you're curious about how to make coffee the best way possible, you actually want to go through and create a whole new chat because you don't want ChatGPT to use the information from the previous chat to answer that new question. You want to, everything that's in that new chat box, it's going to remember and it's going to give you answers related to that. Does that make sense? Also, if you like this episode, please let me know what you thought was good, what you thought was of value. And I would love to hear about how you're using ChatGPT or if you have any uses that maybe I could benefit from because I'm always trying to learn how to better use this resource. 
One thing that you can do, by the way, to help keep this podcast going and help me reach a bigger you know, range of people is to share this with someone who's interested in being an adventure creative, or please give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. It really helps me reach more people. Thank you so much, and I will see you in two weeks at my next podcast.